welcome to Different from the Other Kids, a weekly podcast for parents of challenging children with your host, Angela Sunis, author of the Amazon best-selling book, Different from the Other Kids. Each week, Angela interviews an individual or professional within the mental health community. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Different from the Other Kids. My name is Angela, and I'm your podcast host. I am sitting here with my beautiful daughter. We are on our third book, and Christina was the catalyst for the book to begin with. It started with the story of how it all happened with Christina through younger years, culminating in a hospital stay. The second book was about her being on pharmaceutical medications and taking the opportunity to see if we could perhaps bring down some of the medications, the number of milligrams, to see if there were any, if there was anything else out in the wild blue yonder that might be able to help Christina with her, what was at the time a recent diagnosis. Third book now is a wrap-up. It's called Law and Disorder, but it actually is, in Christina's case, a wrap-up to the trilogy of books. She's come a very long way in a very short period of time. She couldn't be a better interview whether or not she was my daughter because she's just gone through this process. In We've been able to track her progress through all of this process since the beginning. It's very exciting, actually. Very, very few times do I ever hear about this. And it's not something that we recommend necessarily that somebody go off all of their pharmaceutical medications because they are able but there's a there's a whole journey that goes along with it. There we had a lot of people involved for Christina to be able to call and rely on, and that I could talk to, that she could talk to. Uh, there was a lot of support given from the holistic community as well. That we wouldn't, she wouldn't be in this situation without. So we've just been very lucky. So we just went through with our last interview of this third book. What has happened since in the last six months since we released our last book? And I wanted to go through and have a conversation with Christina so that you could all hear what a great day would look like in Christina's life. So if she's going to go through a day from first thing in the morning and make it the best day that she can for her mental health, what does she have to do? So here's Christina to explain what that might look like. Hi. The best day. Best day I'd be, I'd have nine hours of sleep. I'd wake up, have a shower make my bed. I always like to make sure my room's perfect before I leave it in the morning because it clears my head. Get dressed, uh, make sure I make a good breakfast. Usually... What was a good breakfast look like? Today, like today I had uh, sourdough bread with avocado on it and egg and tomatoes. So that's a good breakfast. And then either meditate then and stretch for about half an hour and that's usually doing a guided 10 minute guided meditation. I usually do like a self-love meditation or a body scan meditation. And then I'll do about 20, 25 minutes of some zone exercises, which are exercises that help pump chi energy into each chakra. So I feel completely different after I do those. My body feels alive and feel completely refreshed. It feels like you've had a shower. Mm. is a good way to describe it. And sorry, just to break in here, the meditations that you're doing are all on all free on iTunes right on, you, on YouTube. YouTube all free on YouTube yeah. and who are you who are you looking up on YouTube to get the meditations that you like I will just like I just said just uh, self-love meditations or body scan meditations um and they just come up yeah okay yeah you just 
pick whatever you think. It sometimes it'll take you a couple times to find one you like. If you don't like it, then stop the meditation and change it. Change it. Um, the Honest guys are some good ones. They have a bunch of apps. One is Headspace is a good app for meditations. There's tons of things. Just put yourself out there a little bit and just do like Google. Like mm. two of them, three of them. They have three minute meditations, twenty minute meditations. So many different options. If you can't meditate, try two minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. And then from there making sure too that I have in that routine that I'm taking my oils in the morning. Usually I do that when I'm getting ready for the day and then I take them again before bed. And specific to you right now, what ones are you taking? I take a digestive blend, an immunity blend, and frankincense, which is uh, Mother Earth's psychoactive antidepressant. I've talked about that previously too. If you need more information, I definitely would suggest Googling frankincense. And I take supplements too uh, throughout the day, uh, depending on the day. I'm not as great with those as I should be, but I do take them as often as I can. A probiotic, an omega-3, digestive enzyme. Bs, Ds. Bs and Ds, yep. I also try to drink at least the minimum water amount of water I'll drink is two liters. Three to four is optimal. I don't have that hard of a time drinking water. I do find it an easier task but water is number one don't even try to eat well like just start drinking more water and yeah so then it goes to lunch and then lunchtime. usually my work day is about six hours right now which is seeming to work well for me and I have to split it up between making sure I'm doing something physical and then sitting down and then doing something more physical then sitting down and that works perfectly and then the lunch lunch is usually a salad with protein or a vegetable with protein. Food for me, I'm not craving the things that I used to crave. I do still sometimes crave salty snacks. Mm-hmm. My meals throughout the day are pretty good, and on an optimal day, it's lean proteins and lots of vegetables. And then the afternoon, again, is same kind of thing as the morning. Um, if I didn't do the meditation in the morning, I'll do it in the afternoon. Then towards the end of the day, I'll go to the gym. I'll do a lot of just body weight exercises, a lot of functional movements, And then a lot of stretching towards the end as well. My workouts aren't so much really hardcore working out. It's a lot more of mind-body connection, yoga-type exercises. And then in towards the evening, it's a wind-down. I like spending some time alone now. So that time before bed, I really enjoy. Tell me what's different about that. I used to hate being alone because I used to hate being alone with my thoughts. Um, I used to think a lot. And sometimes I do catch myself. I can't be alone um, for too long. I have to keep myself busy. Even if I'm alone, but in public, it just keeps me from getting a little bit too into my thoughts, I guess. But now I like myself. It's interesting. It's if you're going to spend with your best friend, when you spend like an hour with your best friend, it goes by so fast, right? You don't notice it's been an hour. But when you're by yourself, it's, you can have five minutes by yourself and it can feel like eternity, right? So until you can get to that point where you can just be alone and not be looking at the clock and not be, you know what I mean, kind of wanting to be somewhere else or wanting to be with someone or needing someone there to have a good time, you're really not at peace with yourself. So it was interesting that the more I started healing was the more that I needed time alone and the more that I started to appreciate that time alone. Mm. Because I love myself. I like being alone. I like being with myself. If I didn't like being with myself, of course that time's going to be painful. That's a really big difference. We must say, I should probably break here and let you know that that's a really big difference for me to witness Mm -hmm. is that being alone thing because that was really challenging for you for a million years so you started working that muscle when did you start really trying to pay attention to being alone it would start with when I started seeing Rosa she said that she said stuff to me she's like if you can't be alone with yourself for like like you know it was it was almost like you had to date yourself Mm -hmm. it was kind of like you have to be your own best friend and then just going through this past breakup 
it was interesting where it was these when you're alone like you learn about yourself you you need to be okay with that it's who would want to be with you if you don't want to be with you you know what I mean Ooh, <laughs> yes oh that's true yes. okay so um bedtime routine after so you come back from the gym um and then I'll wind down I'll, I always make sure like again like I have my cats well I have those <laughs> little things too where you feed your cat and animals I highly highly recommend they keep you in routine and on the days you don't feel like getting out of bed um they get you out of bed and then yeah, bedtimes they're also great furry creatures. Oh, they are just also great furry creatures. That's so true. <laughs> they, they, they are just so fun. I they touch them. us when nobody they're, else I will. No, they're so low. They love us they when do. nobody else will. They do. It's awesome. They see they see us for who we are. That's why. Yes. Bedtime. I'm usually tip bedtime's still hard for me, um, just typically because I have a hard time going to bed. Going right off at a tangent here. How do you think some people call it marijuana, some people call it pot? The actual medical terminology for it is cannabis. So when we have conversations about it, we tend to go cannabis-based. Uh, Christina is under the age of 25 in Canada, so is not legally at this point. We are nice. going somewhere for we are going somewhere else to see if we can't get her medical marijuana card, uh, because well, she'll tell you the rest of the story. But it was an integral part of her getting off her pharmaceutical medication, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So speak to us about that. I've never actually been publicly open about talking about it. Um, just because of the rap that it gets. And I know so many people have had children with mental health issues that have used more street cannabis, yeah. have gone off the rails and have had horrible things with it. And a lot of people associated as with heavy drugs and associated as it's a, a, an addiction. I'm going to jump in. What Christine is referring to is that there are kids and certainly parents that have come on this podcast and been part of our book, especially the third one, that their children after smoking pot that they got off the street from friends or whomever that they believe and the hospital believed that this was the this was the catalyst into putting them into a psychotic state I don't not believe it I believe it a thousand percent I believe that cannabis laced with too much THC which is the way that you get it off the street which is the psychoactive part of the cannabis and yes, for certain developing brains and brains that are put together in a specific way, I think, yes, it can be a challenge. So I don't want to discount their stories right off the top. I wanted to make sure that I brought that in. But in your particular case, and you were just buying it from friends and friends and of friends, it really helped you. Uh, it helped you all the way through. So sorry. I just wanted to frame that exactly before. Uh, no, we going. no, for sure. For mm -hmm. sure. Cannabis, I think, has been the like, if like the therapy, honestly, that has like got me through the darkest parts of this. Even before I met Rosa, before like any like I was even close to getting onto this journey in high school, when I was like having those episodes and having such a hard time, like cannabis pulled me out of those those places, those dark dark places. So I've been been using it for a long time um I have had periods of time where I, I didn't and then I have had longer periods of time where I have so I tip typically for me the main thing is for before bed I had to be on very very heavy sleeping pills to the point where it was like I can't prescribe you anything heavier than this and I just get immune to them it was like a weekend and they stopped working for me so this was a, probably I discovered this probably about a year and a half when I wasn't smoking after high school 
I started again. I started experimenting with it again. And I was kind of like, I don't know what to do, but this is the only thing that worked. Um, and so I started experimenting with it again. And then again, I fell back in love with it because it of helped. the way that I felt. It wasn't even not being high. It wasn't about being high. It was just having that in my system. It was my body felt better. My brain felt better. Everything just felt better. And being able to, when you have such like anxiety like that and you get into such episodes, hysterical episodes, I didn't want to be like, it was, I was on so much medication. It was pop, pop another Ativan, pop another Ativan. It was like, for the love of God, like I don't want to pop another mm-hmm, Ativan. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Cannabis didn't, didn't do thought, that to me. It mm-hmm. didn't do that to me. It, it brought me out of that. It, it didn't numb me either. It like, you didn't feel that pain. That pain was, it, it alleviated it. Mm-hmm. And then after the high wore off, it was okay. I feel good now. I'm good. Mm-hmm. It was such a different effect. It was so different that mm-hmm. there was no hangover. I could talk about that for days, but main thing for me has been for sleep. Um, I noticed a difference in my immunity. We could have a whole podcast. Yeah, we could, we could have yeah. a whole, and we will have it uh, just so that you guys know what's coming is I have um, a medical cannabis doctor that I am going to be interviewing by Skype. So look for it on your feed because it will come up. The whole reason is the combination of Christina's story of how important it was for her to have pot or cannabis or marijuana, however you want to call it, during the periods of time, especially when she was coming off the meds. But even years before that, she always got great relief, actually gave her sometimes a reason to get out of bed. Yeah. Oh, my God. hundred percent. Now, mm-hmm. I'm very intuitive with my body. Like, I've always had a sense of knowing when stuff was too much. Like, I have never touched another hard drug. Mm-hmm. Marijuana and alcohol are the only things that I've experimented with. I have never experimented with anything further. So, if you were an addictive personality and you be smoking a lot of weed isn't the best thing for you. Like, it all depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, be very weary of that. That what works, again, for me won't work for you. And it's not. It is a drug. It's not something to take lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I use it for a medicinal purpose. My intention is for medicinal. My intention isn't to numb pain anymore. Mm-hmm. It was for sure for a mm-hmm. while, but your my intention with it's different. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, no, that's really it's very important because Christina's experience has been so positive. We believe that if when she went into that psychotic episode, it was more as a result of the the pharmaceutical drugs that she had just been prescribed which was it didn't do well with her brain chemistry so it was an antidepressant they are quite well known in the medical community medical psychiatric medical community that if you have bipolar or you are bipolar you have bipolar and you ingest one of these uh, SSRIs or one of the drugs that is for antidepressant properties it is not unusual for you to hit into that psychotic state much like people talk about uh, THC from pot putting somebody into the same state so we've tracked it back we believe it's from medication happened twice from medication only Uh, so Christina's story is so pro pot or more it's pro pro cannabis and I have stories in this section of our trilogy that has not good stories about pot or cannabis So we're going to bring a doctor on, we're going to have a bit of a conversation, hopefully get an opportunity to tell everybody what the compounds are and under what jurisdictions it can and cannot be used and what the government of Ontario is actually utilizing as safe for people within the confines of medical cannabis. So there's that. Is there anything else that you can think of like as a closing remark? 
for this whole thing that you can think of that you'd like to say? Yeah, that it's possible. That it's not like it's crazy because it's a year and a half. You tell me anything that's happening to me right now, and I would there not be hope in hell that I would believe you. That, um, that it could have happened. That it could have ever happened. None of everything. Like, I am literally the person that I've dreamed of for my whole life. Like, it's insane. Um, and now I have even bigger dreams for myself and even bigger visions for myself. But just always have that belief that you want to be better and you can be better. And if you keep that openness, then the universe will come in and bring it to you. Mm-hmm. But just be open about it and don't close yourself off to it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. From a parent's perspective... What I believe has really worked well here is Christina's ability to not give up, her ability to stand up every morning and start all over again, even when there's been a shitstorm the night before, her ability to say, okay, let me try something different. I mean, you can have as much resource in the world as you like, financially or otherwise, and have all these resources of all of these wonderful, great holistic practitioners. But if she wasn't going to absolutely drop down in front of it and say, I will do whatever it is that you need for me to do because I want to be well, none of this would have happened. So you really need a participatory partner if you're going to try this uh, with your child. It has to be completely participatory. And so does the parent. Um, you know, it, it's kind of a, kind of hit a double a double mm-hmm. thing here happening because without each other, it um, wouldn't, 100%, wouldn't have happened. Yeah, 100%. It wouldn't have happened. Oh, and the other thing, yeah, I was absolutely terrified of her coming off of her meds. And that was probably one of the reasons. The other reason that I didn't bring it up after the last book, really, I didn't concentrate on it. She's still terrified with thinking <laughs> off of her meds. No, I'm much better. You still so You're much better. Still terrified of me being off my mat. No, I'm I'm a lot. Yes, I you feel, are. For I sure. feel. But I feel. But she still I, has. I feel you're a lot safer now than you ever have been in your life. For sure. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it, funny because it's my belief now. She has to get rid of her belief. <laughs> That's absolutely right. <laughs> so uh, thanks very much, everybody, for tuning in. Christina, this has been an amazing journey, and I couldn't be more proud thanks, to have a daughter who's a, a living warrior of all of this stuff, who's, yeah, just didn't, done such an amazing job with herself. You're a, a credit to myself, and you're a credit to your dad, mm-hmm. and to your interest that went to Okay, guys, tune in again. I don't know if Christina's our last interview for a little bit. We're going to be breaking after our third book for a short period of time, but don't worry, we will be back. It may not be as regular after the third book, the podcast, but we'll definitely be back. We got way too much to accomplish here. Mm -hmm. So thanks very much for coming, parents, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Different From The Other Kids, made possible with the support of Deborah Kenny Jewelry. Jewelry meant to inspire. You can find them online at www.debrakennyjewelry.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. And now a disclaimer. In general, I, Angela Sunis, am not a doctor, and I certainly don't play one on the internet. I'm a parent, period. The advice from me presented on Different from the Other Kids does not replace advice received directly from a medical health professional. If you think you need help, I do recommend making an appointment with your physician or other appropriate health care provider.